Amen. Amen. Good morning. How is everyone today? I recognize some faces, some faces um, I'm learning. Amen. What an honor to be among you this morning. This is family to me. Amen. This is a part of your family. Praise God. We are so grateful for your pastors. They are real people. Amen. You know, how many of you know there are people and then there are real people? <laughs> they are real people. They are precious to my wife and I, our family, and to our church and congregation in Nigeria. Amen. We're so grateful for the seed, your partnership that you sow into us on a regular basis. We are doing what we're doing because of your faithfulness. So we are very thankful to all of you. It's exciting to be here. Amen. Glory to God. You know, the last time I was here, I think it was two years ago. So we, we pastor, my wife and I pastor in Abuja, Nigeria. But uh, at the beginning of the year, the Lord said to us, I want you to hold meetings throughout the major cities in Nigeria, starting with Lagos. So that's where your pastor got Lagos. So we started going to Lagos. Amen. So we have a vibrant group in Lagos. Amen. Glory to God. Lagos is about an hour and 15 minute flight from Abuja. So it's very close. It's the commercial city of Nigeria. In the city of Lagos, there's about 20, over 20, about 25 million people. Yeah, they're right there on the Atlantic Ocean. So. Uh, they're crowded, <laughs> but uh, they're good people, hungry people. I was actually ministering at uh, Pastor Nancy's church a couple of years ago uh, during an evening, Tuesday evening service, and God gave water knowledge through me, and it applied to somebody watching in Nigeria, watching from Lagos, and that's how that connection opened up. So God is good. So we, we, we will go to Lagos, we will teach, we, we, we call it Faith Seminar. We, we're, we're doing it, I think, every other month, but when I get back, starting in August, it will be more regular, because God said, I want you to do it regularly in Lagos, amen. So we have Spirit of Faith in Abuja, and it's likely going to be Spirit of Faith in Lagos, amen. So God is good, the people are hungry, hungry. I mean, the last time I was there, which was two weeks ago or so, or a little over two weeks ago, I taught for four hours. Don't worry, I won't go four hours. <laughs> you know, we were teaching with the understanding that we won't be around until August, so let's just feed them well, 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 just feed them real good. So... We had a wonderful time. They were blessed. We were blessed. But God is doing mighty things. And then um, we have in Abuja, we have our services. We have about four or five services a week. We have a Sunday service. Um, on Mondays, we, we have prayer service. It's just private. Then Tuesdays is our midweek service. Wednesdays are off there. Woohoo! <laughs> then on Thursdays, we have Guarding Your Grace. Guarding Your Grace is a ministry to ministers, those that are in the fivefold ministry that God put on our heart to help uh, them build, uh, get built up, be raised in the things of God, guard the grace of God on their lives. I didn't want it to be my business, but God said, I'm making it your business. 
Amen. Pastor Jay, our spiritual father, will come once a month to Nigeria to minister to ministers. And every year I struggle with seeing them not continuing strong with what he's imparted into them. And it always, always bothered me. And the Lord said, why don't you just minister to them on a regular basis so that what he, he has imparted into them will continue to build so that when he returns next time, we won't have to start all over again. So that's why we started it. So since then, it's been a blessing. It's online. Every now and then we have it on a Saturday. We have pastors from places. You know, we, we will bust them in and they'll come and um, have a wonderful time in the Lord. Some pastors are telling us they have it strong on their hearts to let other pastors know about it. So it's growing. Amen. And then we have every other Friday, we have Cup Club. That's one of our favorite ones. Is Children of Purpose. Spirit of Faith Church International Children of Purpose where my wife teaches the kids and they tune in or sign in from all over Nigeria. You know, they can log in from Lagos. We have different families that are, uh, that are participating. We have pastors' children from other churches that will log in and it's been, it's been wonderful. So they sing songs and, and she impart the word of God into them. Uh, so it's getting to the kids. Amen. Then Saturdays we have prayer and healing school, which is open to the public as well. So your seed, your contribution to what we're doing is really powerful. Amen. It, you know, you won't get to see all of it in person, but when you get to heaven, God's going to say, you, you know that pastor down, down there that God brought knowledge to and he changed his entire city? You participated. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And then, he would share, and then he would share with you, you know that family that was almost going down the drain, but God restored them through the word? It was because of your seed. Amen. You see, when we do all these things, it takes finances. It takes money to fly to Lagos. It takes money to pay for the rental places and so on and so forth. So your giving, your support is tremendous. Amen. And we're very grateful for that. Amen. We, we, we love your pastors. Each time I come, I on purpose don't weigh myself because you know <laughs> I want to be unconscious on purpose of what my weight says <laughs> so I can enjoy myself. I, I was telling them yesterday, I'm just going to enjoy my salvation. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. So great things are in store. We're, we're continuing to obey God. And God is doing wonderful things. It's wonderful to come and see your lovely faces. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So that's just a quick update on what we're doing. There are many more things. I mean, if I start going down that trail, we'll be here for a while. And I already told you I won't keep you for four hours. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Glory to God. How many of you came to hear from God this morning? Amen. Amen. Me too. Me too. Some, somebody, you know, some people say to me all the time, I'm excited to, to be in service. I say, me too. I say, because I don't know all that God's going to do. But I'm bringing my faith so that whatever he, he's doing, I'll cooperate. And we all have a good time. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, let's turn in our Bibles to, glory to God, Romans chapter 12. Romans 12, we will start from there. 
and where we end up no man knoweth. <laughs> Romans chapter 12, we will read verses 1 and 2. Thank you, Father. Romans 12, verse 1. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the awesome privilege that you've given us to behold your word, the light unto our path, the lamp unto our feet, the power unto salvation. Father, as we approach it this morning, we look to you for utterance. We look to you for revelation. I ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you will make my tongue like the pen of a ready writer, ready to write this precious word in the hearts of your people. And we give you praise and glory for every good thing that will be wrought among us this morning as a result of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise God. All right. Romans chapter 1, we'll read verses 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I have it on my heart to minister to you this morning on the subject of transformation. Transformation is a major key to a life of victory. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Living victoriously. Amen. Yeah. It's transformation. You see, the Christian life is a life that God prepared. The Christian life is a life that's full of enjoyment. It's not a life of struggle. Amen. God told us that he's prepared a wonderful life for us. Yeah. I mean, if you remember that. You remember in, uh, oh my God, we can go to so many scriptures on that. Remember in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, in verse 9, it says that I had not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things. So it's not just one item. Things. I like things. Yeah. Amen. Things. Yeah which God had prepared, prepared. That means he has them ready. He has them ready for those that love him. That's why Jesus came to bring us into that life. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. So if God prepared this wonderful life for us, and all the things that we need in life, he's, uh, he's provided. How come many of us are not walking in it? How come many of us are not enjoying it? Well, Romans 12 in verse 2 tells us why. Amen. So with that in mind, let's read that scripture again in Romans 12 in verse 2. It says, you know, and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? Why do you need to transform by renewing your mind? So that you may prove. So that you may discern. So that you may recognize. Amen. What is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. How many of you know that God said that my will for you is to do you good? 
Amen. My will for you is to do you good, to give you your expected end, to give you everything that has to do with life. Amen. That's his will for you. We know that in 3 John 1, in verse 2, it says, Beloved, Beloved, say yes, Beloved, yes. That's what I teach my congregation. I said, when you hear that word, Beloved, it's talking about you. Amen. So when I say, Beloved, Amen. You, you should hear my people. When I, everywhere we go, say, beloved. They say, yes. They say, See, that's you responding. Anything you respond to, you're open to. If you don't respond to it, you're not open to it. When God says, beloved, that's him opening you up to his love. So here I come. Beloved. Amen. See? <laughs> You see, when you recognize that, you are, you are open to the next thing he's going to say. Beloved, yes. He said, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Your soul, of course, comprises of your mind, your will, and your emotions. So he says you will prosper even as your mind is renewed, even as your life is transformed to the measure that your life is transformed. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Notice the scripture said that you will prosper and be in health. Be, not visit, be. That means something ongoing. So you want a life of ongoing health? It requires a transformed life, a prosperous mind. Amen. Glory to God. So that's why it's important to recognize that. You see, life in Christ is easy. During the camp meeting, I mean, we heard from so many voices of God, you know, talked about, Pastor Jay talked about the easy flow. Pastor Nancy talked about the righteousness. Rev, uh, Pastor Craig talked about our dominion. Amen. Dr. Cody talked about, you know, just aligning yourself. Yeah. There's so many things we can, I mean, so many things. Yeah. But the major part of it is centered on transformation. Right. How many of you know there's water going up to that fountain? Or going, how many of you got kitchen uh, uh, faucet? Mm -hmm. There's water going to that faucet all the time. Yeah. But in order to use the water, you need to Turn the faucet. Do you know what happens when you turn the faucet? You basically transformed it. It was facing this way, blocking the water. So to get that water to flow through that's already there, what do you do? You turn it. When you turn it, it opens to the water. Transformation is what opens us up to the life that God intended for us. The life is already prepared. Yeah. It's already ready. Yeah. In order to enjoy it, you just need to turn your faucet. You know, transform your life. Yeah. Transform your life yeah. to match the flow. Turn your life to match the flow. Because once you turn it to the flow, it comes through. I mean, you don't sit in your kitchen and just... Uh, uh, and then after you turn, you go, oh, no, what happens when you turn that faucet? It begins to flow. It begins to flow. You see, our life as Christians, our life as believers is not to struggle to make life happen. 
Jesus already did that for us. Amen. Amen. Bible said that he spoiled principalities and power and made a show of them openly. He brought us into that life. He brought us into victory. Once you understand that, that's the beginning of struggle ending forever in your life. I don't need to struggle. I mean, when you turn the faucet, do you need to go out to the street, dig up the hole, and put the pipe in place just to get water to wash your dishes? Why? It's already in place. It's already in place. Life for the believer is already in place. Good life for the believer is already in place. Our job for the rest of our lives is to make sure that we are transforming. But because each time you transform, you match the flow. Each time you transform, you match the flow. The flow is already there. The flow is already there. Amen. The flow is already there. Praise God. Amen. Transformation is your key to a victorious living. Amen. Go with me. Let's look at 2 Peter chapter 1. Hallelujah. 2 Peter chapter 1. We'll start reading from verse 3. Please permit me to read it to you in Amplified Bible. Second Peter chapter 1, we will read verse 3. We will likely read verses 3 and 4. It says, For his divine power has bestowed upon us. That means he's already done this. King James Version says, Hath given. Has given. Has given. If I walked up, this morning and I grabbed something out of my let's say I grabbed my handkerchief and I said I've given you my handkerchief who has it do I have the handkerchief no. or the person that I've given it the person. the person I've given it so when the Bible say that I've given unto you I've given that means it's done it's not trying to give it again I've given to you. Okay. I, I, Amplified Bible said, according, uh, uh, for his divine power has bestowed. Ooh, that, that language, that word bestowed. You are dignitary. He bestowed it on you. You didn't deserve it. It wasn't based on what you've earned. It was bestowed. That means something you will use for an inheritance. You see, inheritance is not something you work for. Inheritance is something that's bestowed on you. Somebody worked hard, earned all that, and then he bequitted it to you. He bestowed it on you. Amen. So for his divine power has, 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 has bestowed upon us all things. I got happy over this phrase one day. All things. Uh, uh, King James Version says, all things that pertain to life and godliness. And God made me to sit down and start naming all things. He will ask me a question. Does money, is money part of all things? I said, yes. He said, does money pertain to life? I said, yes. I said, is, house, is a house part of all things? I said, yes. I said, does house pertain to life? I said, yes. So he said, if you can name all things, 
I've given it to you. Amen. He said, if you can name it and it pertains to life, yeah. I've given it to you. Amen. I've given it to you. So he said, he's bestowed upon us all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness. He's given it. He's given it. How did he give it? How did he give it? Bible says he gave it through full personal knowledge of him, of Christ, who hath called us by and to his own glory and excellence. He's given it. He's given it. Through knowledge. Through knowledge. Okay? Are you following me? So he's given it to us through knowledge. So when we gain knowledge, we gain access to what God has freely given. Did you see that? He's given it to us through knowledge. Through knowledge. Through knowledge. How many of you don't know that knowledge comes from spoken word? If I want you to know something, I say something to you. Okay? If I want you to know something, I will say something to you. God wanted us to know that he's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. So he gave us knowledge. He gave us knowledge. Knowledge of what? Knowledge of Christ. Because in Christ, you see... Christ, some people think that Christ is just, okay, I, I'm a Christian. I know Jesus. Christ is like a big old world. Yes. A big world. I mean, Christ is a big world. It's like, it's like a kingdom. Yeah. It is a kingdom. So in a kingdom, you have all the different departments, all the different aspects of it. So when you entered into Christ, you entered into a kingdom. Bible said that Christ has delivered us out of the kingdom of darkness and put us into the kingdom. You know, God has delivered us out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of his dear son. So we can read that scripture this way, that God has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of the kingdom, which is Christ. Because we are in the kingdom. We are in Christ. We are in Christ. Okay? So now, he said, so he's given us all these things according, uh, through the knowledge. Through the knowledge. How do you know this knowledge? How do you know this knowledge? He gave us that knowledge through his word. That's why if you go to verse 4, verse 4 says, by means of this, he has bestowed on us his precious and exceeding great promises. Exceeding great. Precious because it's rare. Exceeding because it will pass. It will surpass anything you will ever face. Amen. Promises. And it goes on to say, so that through them you may escape by flight from the moral decay. Through these promises, you may escape. Through this knowledge, you may escape ordinary living and get into victorious living. Through this knowledge, knowledge comes to get you to escape. 
Remember, the Bible said in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, there's no temptation that has come to you except for the ones, except for what is common to man. But God with the temptation will make a way of escape. Amen. A way of escape. What's the way of escape? His word. His promises. Knowledge. 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 But it's one thing to say knowledge came to me. You see, knowledge doesn't come to you for the sake of coming to you. Knowledge comes to you for the sake of transforming you, to make you fit, to make you fit what's available, what God has made available. Do you know on, the, on that kitchen faucet, you remember that kitchen faucet? They have an arrow on it. it one will say, point this way to open or point the other way to open. Why is it there? Why does it say open here and close there? Why? For the faucet to look fancy? Huh? No, it's for you to know how to walk it. For you to know how to walk it. You, are you getting what I'm saying? It is there for you to know how to walk it. So you don't struggle turning this way when it's supposed to turn this way. And in some places, it's a push for water. And if you stand there turning that thing, turning that thing, turn it because you're used to seeing ones that you turn. But you stand there and you read that knowledge, it says push. You can stand there and cry, I don't know why no water is coming out of this. I don't know what the problem is. This is so terrible. And somebody said, I don't understand. I mean, you just turned the faucet. It's supposed to come. I've been turning that thing and it's no water. Somebody comes close and said, oh, it says push. Huh? It says push. And you push and water starts coming out. Well. (laughs) What made the difference? Knowledge knowledge. You see, when we were in the world, before we came into Christ, we used to live a certain way. But when we came into Christ, Christ has a new knowledge for us. And he passes on that knowledge to us through his word. So that when acted upon, knowledge acted upon produces transformation. Just like that faucet we talked about earlier in the beginning. When you grab a hold of that faucet, you see, what are you doing when you, do, when you turn it? You're transforming that faucet. What transformation means to change. When you turn it this way, something that couldn't flow through begins to flow through. So that means the form is no longer like it used to be. How many of you remember Transformers? Mm? You transform it into something else. It used to be this way, now it's this way. (laughs) That's the key to a victorious living. Transformation. Life is only hard when we fail to transform. Supply is not an issue for the believer. The things you need They're not the problem. 
The things you need, the things that are necessary for life, like houses, vehicles. Hello. <laughs> I see a little baby looking at me. <laughs> the things that are necessary for life, they're not the problem. The issue is, are you in position for it? Is your faucet turned to the direction of the flow? Is your faucet turned to the direction of the flow? And the way you turn your life's faucet is through transformation. Amen. See, that's why the word comes to you. The word, God gives you his word to transform you. You know, to try to renew your mind. A renewed mind will produce transformation. A renewed mind will cause you to act different. Change the way you act. If you used to cry when trouble comes, when your mind is renewed, you'll be like, hey, come on, get out of my life. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> if, if you used to fret when money is tight, when your mind is renewed, you'll be like, no, I have a supply. My father supplies all my need. The Lord is my shepherd. When trouble comes and enemy tries to harass your mind, how are you going to make it? How are you going to make it? How are you going to make it? Where would you get this from? I said, well, I'm not called to make it. Why? You, because your mind is renewed, it, affect, it affects how you think. And it, it ultimately affects how you act. So instead of fretting and being anxious, you remind yourself, no, the Lord, he is my shepherd. He is my shepherd. Shepherd provides for his sheep. So it's not my job to struggle. You see, so many times we miss out on what's available because we are not transformed enough. We're not transformed enough. Lack of transformation will keep you struggling. Lack of transformation will keep you closed to things that are already there. Can you say amen? amen? Glory to God. You see, the word of God, if we will transform, we will get to enjoy what's available. Can you say amen? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The goal of transformation is to get you into a life in the spirit. Go with me. Let's, I got so many things flowing in my heart. So we're, we're, we're looking for a wrong way. <laughs> Go with me to Romans chapter 8. Romans 8. Glory to God. Romans 8, look at verse 1. I'll wait for all of us to be on the same page. Hallelujah. Romans 8, verse 1. It says, there is therefore now, say now, no condemnation. Or, you know, no condemnation means no guilt. No judgment of guilt hanging over you. You see, the curse came because of the guilt. Okay? The curse came, people were opened up to the curse because of sin. Okay? Sin means, you know, you were guilty of this. The consequences of sin is death. But Bible says here, there is therefore now no condemnation, no judgment over you to them which are in Christ Jesus, to them 
which are in the new kingdom, right? The kingdom of Christ, okay? And it goes on to qualify how you keep yourself from underneath that judgment. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. See, transformation is, is the goal of transformation is to get you into a life in the spirit. Remember, Jesus said, the word that I speak to you, they are life. They are life. They are life. So when you take the word of God and allow the word of God to change how you think, because when you change how you think, you will ultimately change how you live. Okay? So when you take the word of God and it becomes how you think, that word transforms you. And the product will be a life in the spirit. A life without struggle. A life without the curse. Do you see that? Amen. So the goal of transformation is to get you into a life in the spirit. A life in the spirit is a life where there is no struggle. A life where things are visible to you. A life where the provisions of God are real to you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> uh, in the same chapter of Romans uh, 8, if we look at verse 12, glory to God. In verse 12, it says, Therefore, brethren, we are, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if we Live after the flesh, we shall die. That means we shall be cut off from life. We shall be cut off from the provisions of God. Okay? But if you, through the Spirit, you modify the deeds of the flesh, you shall live. You shall live. That means through... <laughs> so let's say we've been talking about that faucet. You won't forget it, right? right? So let's say there is a faucet before. Before you entered into Christ, you were under the flow of the world. There are two flows in the world. The flow of God and the flow of the world. Okay? What it's basically saying is, let the word of God take you and transform your life so that you can shut your faucet off to the flow of the world. And shut and turn it open to the flow of God, the flow of life. It's sort of like <laughs> cold water and hot water. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. You see the flow. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. How do you keep the things of the world from being seen in your life? Transformation. Transformation. How, you know, the Bible said, you know, <laughs> when we keep ourselves in the love of God, I'm getting over myself. I'm, go, I'm going ahead of myself, but I can just tell you. When we keep ourselves in the love of God, the wicked one touches us not. It touches us. We are in the world, but he can't touch us. Why? Because we keep ourselves in the love of God. A transformed life is out of limits to the devil. Amen. Amen. A transformed life. Because why? You, the word has gotten a hold of you. 
The word has gotten a hold of you. God doesn't give us his word to solve our problems. That's not what the word is given to us to do. It will solve our problems, but that's not the main thing he gave us the word for. He gave us the word for, for the word to transform our lives. Because when your life is transformed, you won't be praying about problems. You would just live as God intended for you to live. And how? How is that? Above problems. Above problems. I, I liken it this way. When you enter a life of living by the word, it's like entering a jet. It takes you up, and what used to be big is now little. The traffic that people used to get stuck in, you're now watching down. Going, ha, ha, ha. How did you get up there? The word. Transformation. You know, you can be in the middle of crisis and not know it. Why? Because you're transformed. You're transformed. It's like taking oil and putting oil in the midst of water. It stays oil. I mean, you can pour a whole bunch. That oil stays there. It keeps himself different. Why? Because it's transformed. They don't have the particles in common. Remember what Jesus said. I'm, I'm giving to you plenty, plenty. But uh, <laughs> remember what Jesus said. The prince of this world is coming. And he has nothing in me that belongs to him. Don't sleep. Wake up. Don't you go to sleep. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I tell people in my services, don't you dare sleep in my service <laughs> because I'll come to you. <laughs> and they think I'm joking, and I will. <laughs> this is too good to be closing your eyes. <laughs> Amen. So what was I saying? Nothing in us. Good. Thank you. See, Olivia was paying attention. <laughs> the Bible said, Jesus said that the prince of this world is coming. And he has nothing in me that belongs to him. Therefore, he has no power over me. No power over me. He's coming. He'll be around me, but he has no power over me. Just like that oil and water, they're in the same container. But you would know the oil when you look at that container. Why? Because it's separate. It's separate. The word is given to us to transform us. When you get transformed, so many things you're praying about, you realize it's not, it doesn't happen by praying. It happens through transformation. Through transformation. Through transformation. Oh God, oh God, keep the devil out of my life. No, just live a different life and the devil won't touch you. A transformed life. Oh God, there's this sickness going around everywhere. No, just live a different life. Live righteous, live mindful of the fact that you're a new creation and sickness and disease won't have power over you. Transformation. 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 You see, oh, glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Transformation will land you and keep you in fellowship with God. 
Transformation keeps you in fellowship with God. And when you're in fellowship with God, I double dog dare the devil <laughs> to, to try to do anything. Amen. You see, the Bible tells us in 1 John 5, it says, you know, you are of God, little children, and have overcome. And it goes on to tell you why. Because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Well, as a Christian, as a believer, the greater one lives in you. But we see in some of our lives that we're not winning. Why? Because our lives are not transformed in a way to keep us in fellowship with this greater one that's inside of us. You can be related, but not be in fellowship. The benefits of your relationship is found in fellowship. And transformation will keep you in fellowship with this greater one that is in you. Remember in 1 John 1 verse 9. 1 John chapter 1 verse 9. It said if we walk in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship one with another. Remember the word of God is our light. So he said if we walk in the word. As Christ is the word. Did you catch that? Because Christ is the word made flesh. If we walk in the light as he is in the light. The word is light. Amen. Jesus is the word. So as we walk in the word. We have fellowship. One with another. And when you have fellowship. One with another. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Things are different. Things are different. You are constantly aware of who you are. You are constantly aware of victory. You see, when you're in fellowship with Christ, you're constantly aware of victory. Why? Because what you're in fellowship with, you are aware of. Defeat will be foreign to you. Why? Because you're in fellowship with victory. Amen. Amen. Depression will be foreign to you. Why? Because you are in fellowship with encouragement himself. That's why I said be of good cheer. Amen. Be of good cheer. You see, transformation puts you into fellowship. Because transformation means you have taken the word of God and allowed the word of God to give you a new way of thinking. And because you have a new way of thinking, you will have a new way of acting. And when you act that way, the Bible says you are in fellowship. You are in fellowship. See, transformation is you being like him. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. And when you are like him, man, when you get up, do you, do you, know, do you know how we know that there's a fire truck coming through? We hear sirens. When you're in fellowship with God, each step you make, there's a siren going off to the devil. Oh, oh, he's coming through. He's on Fifth Avenue, Lord. Oh, my. Why? Because, you see, your transfer, transformation stands you out. 
transformation stands you out. The devil is not afraid of you because you're a Christian. The devil is afraid of you when you are transformed. Because you can be a Christian without transformation. That's why so many people are living in defeat. That's why so many Christians are living as though Jesus has not died yet. Because their minds have not been renewed. The biggest thing to a believer is a renewed mind. Because until your mind is renewed, there's no transformation. And it takes transformation to walk in the blessing. To walk in the blessing. Because the blessing is, de is designed to recognize transformed lives. The blessing is designed to recognize transformed life. You know, we put it this way, that the blessing is designed to recognize the new creation. You see, the blessing is made for the new creation. But if you don't know that you are a new creation, you will act strange around the blessing. The blessing comes, you'll be, like, mm. you be, you be acting strange. Why? Because your thinking has not been changed. You get around the blessing, instead of freely embracing it, you'd be like, wait, I haven't earned enough. I haven't earned enough. Oh my, I haven't earned enough. Because you're placing your success based on what you can do. See, that's wrong thinking. But when your life is transformed, you realize you have access to anything. Why? Because of what he did. Because of what he did. And when you approach things, Things, big things come to you. Yeah, yeah, I can take it. I can take it. Why? He did it for me. But when your minds are not, re when your mind is not renewed, you base everything based on what you can earn. Everything based on what you can earn. That's why you remember the Israelites. When God delivered them out of Egypt, you see, Egypt, theologians tell us, was a type of the world. And Canaan was a type of the life in Christ. Okay? When God delivered them out of Egypt, his intention is to bring them into the promised land. It's not just to say, I delivered you. Yeah. See? It's not just to say, you're a Christian. The goal is to get you into the experience. Life in the spirit, which happens by transformation. Amen. 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 So, he delivered them, but they didn't go into the promised land, the majority of them. Why? Why? They never transformed. They never believed God. You see, faith is transformation, if you really look at it closely. Faith means you believed God, and it changed how you look at things. Right? They came out. But their view of things never changed. They, st they still saw themselves as slaves. They still saw themselves as nobodies. So when God says, go possess, they, they measured what God said according to their own might. That's why they said, we were as grasshoppers in our eyes. So were we in their eyes. We don't have time to go through all that this morning. But, I mean, if you were a spy to a country, you don't go asking, you know, how you see me, eh? Uh -huh. right. You're disguised, right? Yeah. What? Because you're there to get information. Yeah. 
The Bible said they saw themselves as grasshoppers and they made the decision that that's how everybody else saw them. Why? They never transformed. Their minds never renewed to stop believing God. You can be around miracles every day, but without a transformed life, without a renewed mind, you will miss it. You miss it. Why? Because your think is based on what you can do. When it's already, when it's simply based on what Christ did for you. You see, when you realize that victory has already been secured for you, you will live a life compatible with victory. Why? Because when you do, you turn your life open to the flow of victory. Can you say amen? amen. Glory to God. Transformation is your defense to struggle. Transformation is your defense to a life of struggle. You want to put up a defense? A transformed life. You see, why? You used to be this way. Okay? Let's, see, let's say you have some, let's say struggle was coming uh, through a pipe, you know, a circle pipe, oval pipe. Okay? And it comes to you that way all the time. But when you got a hold of the word and you start acting the word of acting on the word of God, the word changed your shape to square. So whenever those struggles come to try to fit in, they can't get through. Why? You have been transformed. You've been transformed. So transformation now becomes a defense. Becomes a defense. Things that used to come through don't come through because the way you you used to act changed. That's the kind of life that Jesus died and was risen for us to live. Amen. You see? <laughs> when your life is transformed, the things you are delivered from will no longer fit you. Poverty will no longer fit you. <laughs> Sickness and disease will no longer fit you. Huh? Depression will no longer fit you. Why? <laughs> You've been transformed. You've been transformed. Because you see, the victory over those things have been, has been provided for. It's been provided for. It's been provided for. Jesus died and was raised to bring us into a different kind of life. But in order to enjoy that kind of life, the Bible said you have to change how you think. And when you change how you think, your life is transformed. That means the things that you were delivered from no longer fit you. Amen. That's the only time, you see, <laughs> that's the only time you, we are instructed to get fat. Hmm? Uh, at least in my translation. You know, get, get, get your spirit, man, the new you, so fat and big and muscular that those little tiny clothes of poverty those little tiny clothes of unbelief, those little tiny clothes of sickness and disease, you, the devil comes trying to force it in, it doesn't fit. 
It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit you. Why? Because you're transformed. Let me fuck you. Nope. Doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. And you know, when you recognize your size, you go to the shop, right? You don't go looking through the rack. You just go to where your size is. Right? Okay, let me see. What all do you have here? Uh, I mean, you spend hours there. Look, No, you just go to your size. What's your size? Victory. So everything that has to do with victory becomes your mindset. When you come in to stop, the Bible said that Jesus became poor so that us through his poverty might be rich. That's the way I think. So when I come into an area, I look for what rich people do. What belongs to the rich people. Huh? Yes. Yes. You see, you didn't become rich. You, you didn't become rich based on your own power. He made you that way. But in order for it to become your experience... Your life needs to be transformed to it. How do you transform your life to it? Change how you think. Take the word of God and allow the word to change you. Allow the word to change how you think. Remember in James chapter 1, I've abandoned my notes. (laughs) Let's just flow with the spirit of God. Remember in James chapter 1, in verse 22 or so, it says, receive the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. I was reading that scripture one day. The Lord said to me, read it this way. Receive the engrafted word which is able to alter your thinking. You see, when your thinking is altered, it will produce transformation. Altered with the word. Because you see, remember, engrafted, you know, if you've seen apple, uh, apple orchards, you, some of you, you know, when you engraft a branch into a tree, guess what will start happening? Huh? It will start growing. That particular species will start growing. You see, when you take the word and engraft it into your soul, engraft it into your mind, it will start producing after itself. And when the mind is produced in your thinking, it will be seen in your actions. And when the word is seen in your action, everything that that word said and is will become your experience. That's what faith is. Faith is just act like the word. Act like the word. Act like the word. But in order for you to act like the word, you have to believe the word. And when you believe the word, it will address how you think. And when, and when how you think is addressed, how you behave will change. Because the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So faith is just simply you acting like the word. Acting like the word. You can't act like the word that hasn't changed you. That's why people struggle with faith. They're trying to use faith to solve their problems. When faith is given to us to live by. You remember the Bible said the just shall live by faith. When you're living by something, that means it has become you. It has transformed you. That's what you live by. 
That's what you live by. That's your identification. That's, that's everything to you. Not just when you have problems. I mean, think about this. Let's say your name is Ike. Okay? <laughs> when you encounter trouble, you don't change it. It's Ike. Like, you know, if I run into traffic, I'm still Ike. If I'm on an airplane, I'm still Ike. If I sit before a wonderful dinner, I'm still Ike. If I meet the devil on the road, I'm still Ike. Why? Because that's my identity. You see, a transformed life makes the word of God his or her identity. And if you will maintain that identity, oh, brother, oh, sister, you will experience victory all the time. Did you notice I'm giving you so many sermons in one? <laughs> Amen. Transformation. Transformation. God said to me, don't be interested in acquiring things. Be interested in changing your lifestyle to match my word. And when you do, things will find you. Didn't you read in Matthew 6.33? It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Where the kingdom will be Christ, right? So you enter into Christ. And he goes on to say, and his righteousness. That means his way of being and doing right. And that can only be found in his word. Remember in Isaiah 55, where it says, my Thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. And then he tells us how we get his ways and his thoughts. He said, as my word comes down. So when we enter his kingdom and we make his word the way we operate our lifestyle. Come on. All these other things shall be added unto us. It'll be added. Transformation. Transformation. It's so vital that we neglect it. You see, when we're looking to solve our problems, we're no different from the people that are not saved. Because the people that are not saved are looking to solve their problem. Oh God, oh God, oh God. I remember God spoke this to me. I don't know if I've said it here before. But he said to me that most Christians are looking for a God that will solve their problems. But God is looking for a people that will walk with him. Walk with him. Remember, because if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood cleanses us from all sin. Well, don't just, when you hear sin, don't just hear sin. Hear also the things that came as a result of sin. Poverty, lack, sickness, and disease. So when we're walking in fellowship, the blood <laughs> cleans us, keeps those things out of our lives. That's called living in constant victory. Hallelujah. <laughs> glory, glory, glory. Amen. <laughs> Transformation. 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 Until we're transformed, we're living beneath what's available. 
You see, people, you know, people who don't understand the word will say, oh, yeah, you better change, you better change, you better change, you better change, you better change. You see, it's not something you do with willpower. It's something, all you got to do is yield yourself. I yield myself to the word. When I hear this word, that means that has become my thinking now. This is how I act now. When you do, you see, the cool thing about transformation is that the words you hear is powerful enough to help you. God doesn't just say, okay, here, do this. Whoop, 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 do this. The Bible says that it is him who wields in us. He, uh, let's go there. I think he's in, wasn't in my note earlier, but praise God. We'll get there. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. I'll find it. Maybe you can help me find it. It is he who wills in us to do his good pleasure. Anyway, I won't spend time finding it. It's in there. <laughs> it's, a, it's God in us who walks in us to do, to will and to do. Philippians, good. 2.10. I know it's chapter 2 of something. So you see that for yourself. Thirteen. Okay. Yeah, you were close. Very close. Philippians 2.13. Look at that. For it is God. Say God. Say God. I can't hear you. Uh, very close. Okay, good. <laughs> it is God which walketh in you. It is God which walketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Wow. Wow. It is God. So he gives you his word to give you his thinking and he said, I'm right there to walk in you so you can will it and so you can do it. I think that's a good deal. Amen. Great deal. So you don't rely on yourself. You remember we read the scripture in Romans, they say, you by the spirit, you modify the deeds of the flesh. By the spirit. Transformation is the work that's accomplished in you when you allow God through his word to walk on you. Amen. Victory seems so far to people who are not transformed. It seems so far. It seems so far. When you face circumstances, your deal is not to address the circumstances. You know, it's not to, you see, this is what we do. You see, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. You see, you don't just, what is faith? Sometimes we act like faith is this pile of stuff here you grab here and you throw. You see, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Okay, this is how we are designed to address our issues. So when issues come, how many of you have grabbed your Bible and throw at the issue? Did it work? 
Let's say, you know, the devil is doing something. You grab the word. The Bible says, apply the word, right? So you take the word. What, is that what you do? No. See, this is what, what people do sometimes. You're not transformed. The way you live hasn't changed. So when circumstances arise, you begin to confess the word. Oh my God, I shall supply all my, all my needs. I couldn't see riches in gold. I'm the head. Oh, 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 oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. That's similar to you grabbing the Bible and throwing it. It is the way it is designed to work is for the word to change you first. When the word changes you first, you become like Christ. So when you speak, it is just as Christ speaking. Otherwise, it would just be a principle that we try to use. Okay, I'm using the word to come out of trouble. No, you are the word. We are the transformation is designed to make you one with the word. So that when you speak, it's like the word in action. Otherwise, it's like you trying to grab the word and throw it. It wouldn't do anything. Carry the Bible. See, see if you do. Okay, I'm gonna place the word in my finances. I'm placing the word in my finances. You can take the word and put it in, the, in your safe deposit. If you had ten dollars, you're still gonna have ten dollars. Right? You can take the Bible. If you had symptoms of sickness and disease on your body, you take the Bible and put it on you. Some of us, when we were little, used to put the Bible under our pillow. It wouldn't do anything. The word is designed to get into you. And when it gets into you, it starts operating through you. That's when it starts working. This is why people struggle in faith. Because they're trying to use the word to solve their problems. The word has to change you first. When the word changes you and you speak, it's like you become the walking word. You become the walking word. And when you become the walking word, I mean, the devil sees you and he runs. Why? Because you talk like the word, you sound like the word, you feel like the word, you act like the word, you smell like the word. Amen? That's the goal of God giving us his word. That's the work of faith. You becoming one with the word. Remember the sons of Sceva, seven sons of Sceva that tried to cast the devil out in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. Okay? See, when the word is in you, you speak. That authority of the word flows through you. The devil couldn't recognize if it's you or Christ because you become one. But if you're not transformed, the devil will know too. Because the devil said to the sons of Scripture, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? <laughs> And it jumped on them. Transformation. If you will spend time in allowing the word of God to transform you, oh, you will exit trouble. Trouble is not something you force yourself. Huh? You just take exit. 
You just take exit. Just take exit. That's what the Bible says. Escape. On the highway, you, you run into a troubled neighborhood, there's always escape. Just take escape. How you take escape? Stay in the word. Stay in the word. The word you stay in is the word that you are practicing. I can't tell you how much important what I'm talking to you this morning is about. Very vital. Your life will become stable, steady. God doesn't design it for like, okay, up this week, down next week. Oh, it's going well this week. It ought to be that when we show up, we got to smile all the time. We're transformed. You see, transform is not an event. It's an ongoing process. It's an ongoing process. Every day, you get in through transformation. I am who God says I am. I have what God says I have. I can do what God says I can do. So when you come out on the street, people meet transformed life. Transformed life. And you'll be a blessing. Amen. And you'll be a blessing. Transformation. 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 Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I got so many things I can tell you about transformation. But uh, uh, there's always victory awaiting someone who will live a transformed life. Always. Always. Just live transformed. How you live transformed? Take the word. Make it the way you think. I read in the Bible one time. You know, I read in the Bible one time that, that um, whatever God has, I'm an heir of God. You know, Romans, Romans, I'm giving you an example. Romans 8, verse 17, 16 says, The Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Yeah. And if you be children, you are an heir. You are an heir. And joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So I let that become my thinking. So when I go to God, I don't ask God for what was his. I say, God, what is ours? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. He said, I'm, a, I'm an heir of God. Yeah, yeah. That's how I pray. So when you pray, you see, transformed life affects every area of your life. Amen. You see, when you're transformed, you recognize, no, I'm in Christ. This, this is the only Christ that the world will see. Until his second return. So you give the world a taste of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. You remember the Bible said that we are the salt of the earth. What does salt make food? It makes food taste good. Mm, you are salt like, ooh, this is good. There are seasonings that are hidden until you add salt. Do you agree? I'm not tasting something. Grab me that uh, uh, salt thing. You sprinkle it. And I was like, ah, yeah, yeah. You see, that's what you are to be in your world for Jesus. When you live a transformed life, you come around, people are like, wow. People will begin to see in them things that are available that they couldn't see. Amen. Say after me, I am. Who God says I am. I have 
what God says I have. I can do what God says I can do. Amen. If you will get this, if you will get this, you can reign anywhere in the world. Anywhere. Anywhere. You can come out of any circumstance. Why? A transformed life. Huh? A, tran a, a transformed life is a threat to the enemy. So a transformed life, you walk around, you can come out anything, you can go through anything, come out untouched. Why? You are transformed. You're transformed already. People that are not transformed, they go through difficulties and, and difficulties transform them. Where they used to be strong, they're now weak. Why? Because difficulties transform them instead of them being transformed by the word. Very important. When you are transformed like you can go through things, they won't touch you. Though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. See, God being with you is shown through you being transformed. What's an indicator that God is with me? My life is transformed. My life is transformed. My life is transformed. Because, you see, if your life is not transformed, it means you don't believe that God is in you. Did you catch that? Yeah. Bible says, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for God is with me. Yeah, God is ever with you because he lives in you. But if your life is not transforming, it means you yourself don't believe that he is in you. And if you don't believe that he is in you, his actions are limited. Did you catch that? That's very, very, very powerful. Transformation means I believe God is in me. So I'm going to fashion my life to act like he's in me. When I encounter difficulties, I don't go, huh? I rise up. Even though your head may be screaming, what would you do? Oh gosh, what would you do? No, I know what to do. He's in me. Greater one is in me. What is it? If that has become your way of thinking, so it becomes how you act all the time. So when the devil goes, boom, you go, whoa. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You don't let him terrify you. He comes up, you stand to his face. Yeah, that's right. Why? Because you see, when you're, oh my God, just, just, if you get what I'm telling you yeah. this morning, yeah. oh, you will live a life of like, man, yeah, I didn't know this was available. Yeah. Man, man, man. Wow. Hallelujah. Somebody's got a, uh, oh, here, uh, a swelling uh, on your heels. It hurts. When you, it's like when you step on it, it hurts. Are you here? Swelling on your heels. You step on it. The heels is this, right? Yeah. <laughs> you step on it, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. Are you here? Anybody? Glory to God. Okay. Good. good. Stand to your feet. Praise God. And receive your healing. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, as you brought this to our attention, I have the right to say to them they are healed. So you are healed in Jesus' name. You are healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Yeah, don't be afraid. That it would take, they told you it would take several surgeries. Are you here? It would take several surgeries. Don't be afraid. 
If you will apply this word today, it wouldn't take that. Anybody that applies to, that this applies to anybody in here? That that word applies to? I'm looking around. I just want to, you know, reach out to you. Buffet. It was that there are things they've said it will require many surgeries, more than one, more than two. But if you will apply this word today, it will shorten all those things up. Just like that. Just like that. Just like that. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Did you learn something today? <laughs> Glory to God. Amen, 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 amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. You learned something? Transformation. 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 Praise God. Somebody was saying, if only that man will change. Don't wait for the man to change. Just change yourself. And the change in yourself will produce change in the whole place. I'm speaking to somebody. Amen. Don't wait for, I mean, when you're transformed, you don't wait for nobody. Just, just do, you know, when you're transformed, you will focus the outcome of everything based on your own action. Not anybody else. Amen. Glory to God. Anybody here called Alex? Alexa? Who is? It's you. All right, praise God. Come, come up here. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, your husband should come too. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. There's more available. There's more available. But if we are warm towards it, it will work like it's supposed to. You got to be hot towards it. So, you take it, you see what I'm saying? You, you take it back. Like, strong. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. He's been dealing with you about some things. You keep shifting it. It was here and then you move it again. And then, and then you move it again. Is that right? You, you keep moving it. You keeping moving it does not affect God as much as it affects you. When you keep moving it, you are extending the time to bring everything across. But this morning, he said to minister to you so you can come up to another level in it. And this will help you. Cut out outside influences. Are you listening to me? What God has for you is bigger than you. 
cut out outside influences. Heed the voice of your pastors. Make it first. Because I see you running with ideas. You, have, you go check with this one. What do you think? You go check with this one. What do you think? This will really, this will really. No, no. Have God guide you in it. Is what I'm saying making sense to you? Okay. Praise God. We're going to minister to you. Is that your only child? Father, in the name of Jesus, I impart into them whatever you see fit, Father, to help them to nudge forward, rise forward, in the name of Jesus. Yeah, they will recognize the source of all those back and forth. in the name of Jesus. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes. Those wrong voices. Get out in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> It'll be alright. Praise God. Do you own where you are now? Huh? Business. You don't. Would you like to own Father, in Jesus' name, light come. Cause him to see all that that you <laughs> And it'd be the easiest thing you've ever done. But look, power of agreement. You know, if, if she says you walk too much, listen. I don't know you two before, but if she says you walk too much, listen. Amen. Amen. Great things are ahead. I bless you in Jesus' name. I bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Clear. Clarity in the name of Jesus. Clarity. Clarity in Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we magnify your name. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hey. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Yeah, we plan to lay hands on the sick this evening. So if you're around or know anybody that has challenges, bring them. They will leave hope. Amen. They will leave hope. They will be touched by the power of God. Praise God. Praise God. Glory to God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Is there someone here with you have a case that's been in court for a long time? Court case for a long time. It just seems like it's dragging. Anybody? If, if, if it's you, stand quick. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you. 
Glory to God. <laughs> Seems like he's standing for a long time. <laughs> I, I, I see things being erased. Erased. It's like erased. I see just erased. Erased. How God does it, I can't tell you. But just erased. Look up your faith. Do what God tells you to do. And you will have what God says. Do what he tells you to do. Amen. Glory to God. Come up here. Let me bless you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes when God will minister through me, through water knowledge and things like that, I wouldn't have to call you to lay hands on you unless he tells me. But today I'm just going to minister to you. Fear not. Fear not. Believe on me. Do what God says for you to do. See, you got a mirror. But you keep the mirror. And it's showing you what's behind you. Throw that mirror down. Take another mirror. That shows you what's ahead of you. Somebody say, where do I get that mirror? It's in God's word. The word of God shows you what's ahead of you. It doesn't calculate what's ahead of you based on what's behind you. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, just look forward. If you open up your heart more to God, He will, I mean, He will, out, he will outflow your life with goodness. Amen. Praise God. Don't be hard on yourself. God's not even hard on you. Would you help him? Amen. Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I minister to Yes, Father. Thank you for favor. Thank you for favor. Thank you for divine eraser that wipes away things that are not on you, that don't belong to you. In the name of Jesus. Satan, take your hands off of his life. In Jesus' name. We cut those things off. In Jesus' name. From this day. Father, cause him to see. Like he ought. By your spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Freshness. Freshness. A new beginning. In Jesus' name. good with your hands uh, get ready praise God hallelujah glory to God hallelujah amen glory to God are you happy you came today amen glory to God give God the glory praise God father we praise you we bless you and we thank you that the best is ahead amen praise God that's 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 what I believe he has me to minister to you this morning. Come tonight. Don't miss tonight. It could be different. I don't know. I stay ready. I, I abandoned my note for a while. Praise God. But I want him to get to you what you need. Amen. Praise God. No situation is a hopeless situation. To any person that would transform their thinking with the word. 
Amen. Come tonight. Tonight is going to be. I'm not trying to get you to come, but if I were you, I'd be here. Amen. I'd be here. Amen. Do you have a son you've been praying for? I looked up and I see a man standing before you. And then the Spirit of God said, ask you, do you have a son you've been praying for? <laughs> Nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. Because God revealed it, you can just lay hold of it now. Say, Father, I receive that in Jesus' name. And it will come to pass very, not, in, not long at all. I see him right there. I see him right there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, let's give God a shout again. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We'll see you this evening. Pastor.